2: Curator of Culture, host of Scoop B. Radio, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. Now on the Sports Exchange with Justin Spears on ESPN Tucson 1490 and 1049 FM. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, NBA insider, host of the Scoop B. Radio podcast. This guy has got all the connections inside the association. He joins us on ESPN Tucson right now. Scoop B. Always a pleasure, my man. Thank you so much for coming on today's show. Man,
1: what's going on? You caught me on a calm day. It's been crazy since January twenty fifth. Thanks for having me, as always.
2: Oh, absolutely, Scooby, and I appreciate you. Uh, and I know a lot. A, a guy like yourself would like to, you know, take a nap and and relax on your yeah. calm day. But I appreciate you taking the time to talk some NBA with us, uh, Scooby. You know, the the Philadelphia seventy sixers. I, I guess we we got to start right there you know Ben Simmons you know had the the back issue and you know he's got nerve damage in his back and it sounds very very terrible and then you add in uh the Joel Embiid I- injury as well it's looking very uh gloomy for the Philadelphia 76ers w- where are your th- what are your thoughts on just the team right now
1: I mean the Sixers B- are still a, a top what top 6 team in the NBA's Eastern Conference um I'm glad that they made some moves at the trading deadline, um, that, you know, brought in guys like Alec Burks and, and Glenn Robinson III. I've been pretty vocal about, you know, uh, Glenn Robinson III, uh, and his impact, uh, going into, uh, the, the postseason. Uh, but when you miss a guy like Ben Simmons, that does change the dynamics of that team, uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, I spoke to Elton Brand. Uh, he and I speak regularly, but, you know, on record, uh, spoke with him the day after the trading deadline and, you know, he told me championship is the clip, excuse me, on the Philadelphia 70 searches his goal. Um, and, you know, you, you still have guys in, um, Tobias Harris as well as in uh, Horford, but, You know, this was the the season that was supposed to be elite. This is the season that's supposed to be, you know, a telling of, you know, what they're made of. And, you know, you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's a team that has won 50 games. Last I checked, taking a cursory look at the NBA's Eastern Conference standings, they're 50-8 and and winners of their last four or winners of the last five. But, you know, keeping it in the city of Breslin' Love, you know, they play the Knicks tonight uh, at the Wells Fargo Center, and um, it's an easy win. Uh, Potentially, but um, you know you do have questions about Ben Simmons and and, and the future moving forward, particularly because you know he and Joel Embiid have been so banged up, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward.
2: And what are your thoughts on just the Eastern Conference playoff race? You mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks winning 50 games; I mean, they're looking like they're going to be a force and a team that could be in the NBA Finals when it's all said and done. But then you factor in, you know, teams like. The Toronto Raptors, who I I th- think is a big surprise, considering they lost a the top five player, and yet they're still one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And then you have a team like the Boston Celtics, who has a, a rising star in Jason Tatum, who's really solidified himself as a top player in this league. What are your thoughts right now on the Eastern Conference race?
1: And don't don't leave out the Indiana Pacers as, as well. Um, I, I ran into Miles Turner at the airport uh, last week, and you know I told him, man, I said, look, man. You guys legitimately are a sleeper in the Eastern Conference. And he told me, I like it that way. Let's keep it that way. Um, You look at the Boston Celtics. Uh, I remember sitting down with Jalen Brown back in December, uh, and he said to me, I, I said to him, why do you think people, you know, don't give the Boston Celtics their just due? And he basically alluded to the fact that, you know, we haven't, we're not, we haven't, we have to prove ourselves, you know, and. You know, you you have, you know, the the current NBA champion, the reigning NBA champion is the Toronto Raptors, who's won 42 games. You know, the Boston Celtics have won 41 games. The Celtics also added Kemba Walker uh, this offseason. Jason Tatum is having a coming of age this season in his first NBA All-Star season, and You know, Jalen Brown is is doing what Jalen Brown does. So I think, you know, the Celtics are still, in my opinion, missing a big man. Uh, And, you know, that market could be anybody from Joaquin Noah to, you know, some other guys. But, you know, as they are on paper right now, you know, they they are a contender in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, the Western Conference itself, as much as people laud, I put this tweet out on Twitter maybe an hour ago. I said, as much as people lauded the, you know, the Western Conference for being so great. The Milwaukee Bucks have won 50 games. The Lakers, who are in first place in the Western Conference, have only won 44 games, and they're yeah. in first place. So I, I think people thought that the Eastern Conference were so weak and the disparity there, but, you know, the Toronto Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, and the Boston Celtics are strong teams. And, uh, you know, the Pacers, you can't sleep on them.
2: And you mentioned Jason Tatum, his first All-Star season. He's been putting up crazy numbers uh Overall, this year, uh, who does his skill set remind you of, and what do you like about his game? I
1: don't know that his skill set really reminds me of anybody. I think he reminds me of himself. Yeah. Um. I think that he is the premier uh, small forward of, uh, or or swingman at large of of today's NBA. Um, I, I'm impressed with his season, um, and I think it's interesting that you know, it took Kyrie Irving uh, going to Brooklyn. Um, and kind of the Celtics getting a different point guard in Kimball Walker uh, and Jalen Brown playing his game in order for people to really understand the brilliance that, you know, that that young squad has. But, you know, I'll add this. um, Jason Tatum isn't really new to this. He's true to this. If you remember his rookie season, um, he went toe-to-toe with LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals.
2: Yeah, dunked on him too. A couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. So I, I think, you know, when you really look at Jason Tatum and his, his prowess, I think he's where he's supposed to be at this point. I think, you know, in his sophomore season in the NBA last season, maybe he was, a, he jumped back a, a couple, but you know, I, I think that Jason Tatum is right on the track where he needs to be. And, you know, I, I think Brad Stevens has a, a roster that's, uh, fitting to his, his, his druthers. And, you know, I, I like his game. I like his game. I mean, he doesn't hurt you. And, uh, I think this sky's the limit for, for, for the Duke product.
2: NBA insider Brandon Scoop B. Robinson joining us on ESPN Tucson. Uh, Scoop, what are your thoughts on the Rookie of the Year race? You have uh, John Morant, who's been uh, uh, impressive so far this season, but then you have Zion Williamson, who's, who's came, came back from his uh, knee injury, and he's been averaging about 23 points per game this year. Uh, is it too late for Zion Williamson to win Rookie of the Year? What are your thoughts?
1: I don't think it's too late, but I think that people are forcing that agenda. Um, I think John Morant for the first half of the season uh, has put in numbers, put up numbers, but, you know, I've been on record... Since the beginning of this season, and saying that I believe that the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, should be a playoff team, um, and, and I thought that they would be. I was impressed with how they played, you know, against the Toronto Raptors in the opening game of the season. They ended up losing in overtime, but you know, this was of course without Zion Williamson, John Morant. In my opinion, I spent some time with members of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas and uh, some of the other guys and, you know, Kyle Anderson and, and John Morant himself. And, you know, I, I asked them, are they, why do you think people are so surprised, you know, at, at how well they're doing? And, and, and probably the most resounding answer that I got was, you know, you give up Mike Connolly Jr. and, you know, people didn't know what to expect. Um, and I think when you compare Zion to, to John Morant, um, they're both two good players. Um, I'm impressed with them, um, and I'm impressed with how well Zion has been able to adapt in such a short amount of time. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, I believe that if the Memphis Grizzlies end up slipping from that A spot and you've got the Portland Trail Blazers breathing down their neck, I think it gives uh, the NBA people who are in position to vote um, the, the, the green light to then start focusing on Zion if the Pelicans were to make the playoffs because it gives him more face time. Yeah. Um, but I think John ja, ja Morant definitely has been playing lights out. And But people have a short attention span in, 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 in basketball. So I think it, it would behoove the, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies to continue to play good basketball because John ja Morant has been the rookie of the year. And, and there's other guys who've played well, like Kendrick Nunn. Um, I, I spoke to Kendrick a couple of weeks ago, and you know I told him, man, you, you are the strong, silent assassin. But I think when it's all said and done, if the season were to end today, I think it's John ja Moran's rookie of the year to win.
2: Uh, Scooby, forgive me for bringing this up because I know it happened a couple of weeks ago, but uh, you played video games with Antonio Brown. Can you talk about that experience and what that conversation was like?
1: <laughs> yeah, I played with him the day Scooby before I left to fly to Chicago for All Star. It was pretty cool. Uh, I was invited over to Hot 97 um, here in New York City to uh, play video games with Antonio. And, you know, we talked about. Peyton Manning. We talked about the differences between Peyton Manning and um, his former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it was really a good experience, and I, I shared with him before, we you know, we played that, you know, we played Street Fighter. I ended up beating Antonio in, in, in Street Fighter. He wanted a rematch, <laughs> and I beat him again. So I have bragging rights, and, right. and uh, he will be coming on the Scoopy Radio podcast pretty soon, but you know it was a good experience to play video games with Antonio Brown.
2: Man, so I, I can't imagine. I mean, did you ask him, like, like, what happened over this past summer? Like, what's going on?
1: We talked about it briefly. I'll be very transparent with you. Um, the interview that we did, you will never see it.
2: Okay. <laughs> it was one of those one of those conversations.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Just the audio was horrible, and um, I know what he said. He knows what he said. But we we will talk more in depth okay. uh, on the Scoopy Radio podcast in the next couple of weeks. So you guys got to be uh, checking out for that very very soon.
2: And if you want to subscribe to Scooby Radio's podcast, you can go to an Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on inside the NBA, make sure you follow Brandon Scooby Robinson on Twitter at Scooby. Uh, Scooby, I can't thank you enough for coming on today's show, and enjoy the rest of your uh, relaxing day.
1: Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon.
2: I'll talk to you later, my
0: man. Radio. Overtime.